Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And, and it's, it's time, time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content. We wanted to start this episode off by giving a quick shout out to the Smut Decoded podcast. They reached out and gave us like a bunch of podcast tips. They're super sweet. So. I know, like hella tips. Hella tips. Yeah, they were looking it up. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Their Gail. names are Quinn and Natalia, and they also do a smut podcast. So it's the two of them reviewing a different smutty book every week. So if you like this podcast, you'd probably like that one too. So go check yeah, it out. Go check it out. Give her a listen. They're so nice. My quote for you, Riley, is tell me what you want. I bet his eyes hit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the quote. quote. That's it? Okay. Mine is... She's my wife, dude. There's not another person on the planet I'm more comfortable with, and I trust you with her. If it was a stranger, someone I was worried was going to be rough with her or an asshole, yeah, I'd be concerned. But you'll be cool, assuming you can keep your dick hard. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? Um, Sophie Vows by Alessandra Torre. Let's get to it. What did you rate this one on Goodreads, Shelby? A three. A three? A three? Yeah, not not my most favorite. I don't know why. I just saw so many like red flags and I was just like, no thanks. <laughs> okay. I gave it a four. Okay. I thought it was like a fun little a fun little read. Just a fun yeah. little saucy read. Sure. Yeah. Shelly's <laughs> <laughs> so like, no, you go. All right, Riley, you're on front and center. Prologue is all you because it's uh something. Are you sure about this? My husband stood before me and put his finger under my chin, lifting it until my eyes met his. I wet my lips, the taste of champagne still on them, and nodded. Open your knees. Okay. <laughs> I parted my legs, the silky fabric of my dress clinging to my inner thighs. His gaze dropped to the motion, and I could see his want battling with a reluctancy to take this next step. He sank to his knees before me, running his hand down to my calf. He gave the muscle a possessive squeeze before undoing the satin strap of my right stiletto. Carefully, he removed the expensive shoe and set it aside, then moved it to the left. In the dim bedroom light, I watched his features tighten in attentive concentration as his strong hands made quick work of the delicate heels. My bare feet settled on the wood floor as he ran his palms reverently up my bare legs, stopping at my open knees. His gaze flicked to mine, wider, he said hoarsely, and pushing my knees further apart. I yielded, allowing him to stretch my legs open and lift my dress, draping it outside of my knees so that I was fully exposed. He smiled when he saw my lack of panties and ran a tender hand across my damp foods. <laughs> his fingers spread me, then pushed so deeply inside that the platinum glint of his wedding ring disappeared. I gasped at the intrusion and his eyes darkened at how wet and needy I was. Tell me what you want. I met his eyes. Him. He swore, and his fingers withdrew, then pushed back in, pumping across my neediest point. Where? Right here, on our bed. My eyes dropped, and I could see the instant and an impressive response of his car, stiffening at my words. When? I looked past him and at the man who sat against our dresser, his shoulders hunched, hands gripping the edge of the mahogany. His eyes met mine, and he stood, his face tight with hunger and want. Now. 
<gasps> What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. So our female maid character, her name is Elle, and the first POV we get is seven years earlier. And she says, I used to be nonchalant about penises. Truth be told, I thought they were ugly, misshapen. I had the same offhand relationship with them that I did with my period. A sort of, oh, you again, I guess I can deal with you assuming you aren't too much of a pain. Yeah, that's how I feel about him too. Yeah, relatable. Uh (laughs) She says that she's dealt with seven penises before she heard of Easton North's cock. (laughs) Easton North? (laughs) Sounds like Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea, her sorority sister, told her that it was pretty. So they're like sitting around having girl talk in their sorority house. Laura, another sorority sister, said that's an interesting word you, to use to describe it. Elle agrees and Chelsea says that it's perfection. Thick, beautiful perfection. She tells them that she doesn't have a thing for Cox, but his, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that day. What can it possibly look like? That I was going to ask you guys. Thick, beautiful perfection. Oh. She just said it, bitch. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, but I was going to say, have you guys ever sat around with, like, your best girl pals and been like, man, his dick is pretty. That's a pretty dick. No. I don't know that I've ever had that thought in my head. Ever. No. Pretty dick. I've never, like, said, oh, my God, this guy's meanie. Beautiful. Beautiful. She's a beaut. (laughs) (laughs) Elle wonders why she thinks Chelsea didn't have a thing for dicks when she's literally their pledge class four. And I was like, a little rude. (laughs) Aggressive. Okay, girl. Elle thinks about her boyfriend hookup Jonah that she's seen and how his dick is not pretty. And she mentions it's actually the smallest out of the seven she's seen. Oh, poor Jonah. Poor Jonah. Ling, another sorority sister, asks how it could be beautiful. Is it like the dress, the color, the texture? And Chelsea says... Okay, so you know how some heads are like mushrooms on the top of the shaft? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Little snow caps. (laughs) At Ling's horrified look, she carries on redirecting the next question to me. And how others are smaller than the shaft, like a pencil eraser? I nod. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I've never seen that before, I don't think. (laughs) It's here on the top. I'm just picturing that, and that's scary. <laughs> Chelsea says his is perfect, not too big, not too small. Great. Laura says dryly the Bernstein bears of penises. <laughs> not the Bernstein bears, Lady interjects. Three little pigs. Wouldn't it be Goldilocks? I, yeah. Oh, okay. They're all wrong. (laughs) Anyway, Chelsea continues. It's also rugged. Like, that seems weird to describe it like that, but it's utterly masculine. He dropped his pants, and I swear to God, I just wanted to drop to my knees and worship it. (laughs) Rugged penis. Rugged. Crazy, crazy girl. And it's big, obviously. Chelsea carries on, unaware that the conversation on both sides of our trio has stopped as a legend of Easton grew, pun intended. But honestly, Chelsea continued airily, dropping her hands and plucking the crouton out of her salad. It wasn't that it was big or beautiful that really mattered. What mattered, she pauses for a special effect. What mattered, she repeats, leaning forward as if she was about to deliver the holy grail of gossip, was how he used it. Used his penis? Link asked stupidly, and for someone with the highest GPA in her pledge class, she was painfully dumb at times. Yes, Link, his penis. God, idiot. 
It's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he has both those, so. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He knows how to whip that thing around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laura is annoyed and comments how Chelsea's sleeping with everyone isn't big news, and she's like, I'm out of this conversation, and leaves. Chelsea continues on and says it was amazing. Four orgasms amazing. And then poor, sweet, naive Ling is like, well, maybe you and him will get married and have babies and have great sex all the time. And in Elle's head, she says, but what they don't know is that he'll actually marry me. His big dick years later is what got her into this mess on her knees between two men. My husband's hands on the back of my head. <sighs> Girl. Yeah, saucy. Three weeks before summer break and Elle's at a bar using her fake ID to get drinks. She notes that everyone moves away for the summer, but she's staying and Chelsea's with her drinking very heavily and being dumb and is about to be sick. So Elle goes to help her out to the bathroom, but they don't make it and she vomits on her shoes and in a bush. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. She tells Chelsea to stay right there and she'll be back with a napkin, but suddenly someone is handing her napkins and she looks up and guess who she sees east and west (laughs) (laughs) yes he helps clean chelsea up and chelsea gets to her feet and demands that they go dancing but Elle's like no we're taking you home and he says that he'll drive them but she doesn't want him to drive them and he's like it's okay take a picture of my id send to a friend i'm not gonna like kill you famous last words yeah famous last words and then she starts giggling to herself because she knows what he looks like now and she's just thinking of what chelsea said about his big wiener she's like i know what your weenie looks like (laughs) yeah she goes him and his beautiful penis are driving us home his penis is just like steering the car (laughs) (laughs) he's like look no hands (laughs) his third arm he wants to know what she's laughing at if it's his height his age and she's like no no none of that and they get to the car and chelsea's like i've been in this car and she's like i've fucked in this car <laughs> he starts to tell Elle that yes um they were very drunk when they hooked up and chelsea says to stop downplaying because they're in love obviously <laughs> calm down he makes a joke about forgetting that he was betrothed to chelsea or something and it's in that moment that Elle like is like oh i like him <laughs> the bar's on the floor yeah <laughs> clearly I did know. I said with a quiet smile, I'm actually your maid of honor. So this is going back to him being like, oh, yeah, I'm betrothed to Chelsea. Forgot about that. Oh, he said, so you're the tempting maid of honor with the bedroom eyes and bachelorette antics. I've been warned about you. He opened the passenger car door and waited for me to get in. You're the one who's going to seduce me on my wedding night and whisk me away to your dungeon of passion. Okay, sir, don't say that. Yeah. She's trying to think of the reason why him and Chelsea stopped seeing each other, but she's not sure why that happened. And then Easton asks if her name is Ellen, but she's quickly to correct him and say it's Elle. And he asks about her and she's like, what about me? And he's like, are you betrothed? And she says, no one uses that word. And he's like, um, yeah, everybody on my baseball team does. And he tries to like segue into that, but she's like <laughs> brushing him off. And then he randomly asks if she's in love. And she's like, that's a weird question. And Chelsea's like, She's single. You guys should date from like the back seat, just like hammered <laughs> as fuck. And then Easton goes back to joking and is asking Chelsea, like, hey, what about me? I thought we're betrothed and we love each other. And Chelsea's like, you can just love each other. She's like, I'm bored of you already. Yeah. <laughs> they get to their house and he drops them off and asks if she's finally going to tell him why she laughed at his license. And she says, maybe next time if they ever see each other again. 
and Chelsea tells Easton she'll text him Ella's number and then they go to bed. Summer came and Easton North stayed like a final Girl Scout cookie you keep in the box debating over the right time to finally pull it out and eat it. I wanted to eat him. God, I wanted to pounce on that tall athletic frame and wrestle him to the ground, devour that adorable smirk, but I didn't. Oh my god. Good for you. Every He's time like, we say East and North, I'm like, East oh, was it East and, and North? North. Oh, yeah. I keep saying East and West. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it earlier and I thought you were just making a little jokey joke. No, I thought I so forgot. too. <laughs> East and West. <laughs> East and North. Got it. Her and Jonah, I guess, break up over the summer out of respect to Chelsea and after Jonah's betrayal, because I guess he was cheating on her. Um, she doesn't hook up with Easton at all she just like tries to stay away from him but she runs it to him at a party and she tells him that she was just leaving and can't chat she turns to leave and he calls out I know why you laughed and she stops and looks over to him and he's like come here and I'll tell you how I know and she leaves she doesn't like she doesn't go up to him at all like she's like really trying to steer clear of him some time passes she's in the library studying when a chair next to her pulls out and someone sits next to her and something taps her pinky finger and she looks down. It's a piece of ripped paper folded in half. She looks up and Easton is sitting next to her and the note reads, tell me why you laughed and I'll leave you alone. She writes back and slides the note over. I thought you knew. His gaze flicked to me and the corner of his mouth twitched. Chelsea once told me that his mouth was magic. She hadn't been talking about a kiss. She described in enough explicit detail to fill a penthouse forum exactly how Easton North had gone down on her. I tried not to think about those details for the last four weeks, tried while watching a slow smile tug across his lips to not let my mind wander back to her story. And he writes another note and slides it back. You know I don't know why you laughed. And she's like, I'm going to tell him, but I'm going to create a diversion so I don't have to like sit here and look at him after I tell him. So she writes, it was about your dick. And then she crushes the paper into a ball, flicks it across the room and whispers, have a good night. And she leaves. So she, like, makes him go chase the note. What a dick. <laughs> what are you, 12? Again, some time has passed and she's at a club and some douchey Miami boy is hitting on her. All the while, she is looking but not looking for Easton and her Miami boy are having, like, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And she sees Easton over his shoulder, but he's with the girl on the dance floor. So she's like, okay, I'm going to make him jealous, even though she's looking but not looking for him and avoiding him at all costs. Mind games. Yeah. So she drags Miami boy to the dance floor and is dancing all dirty, trying to get Easton's attention, and she gets his attention. She leaves the dance floor for the bathroom when Easton pulls her aside and asks what the fuck she's doing. And he asks if she's into the Rico Suave types, and she says, maybe, does it matter? And he says, yeah, it matters. He tells her she isn't running away from him again, and she's going to talk to him, and she's like, I have to pee. Go piss, girl. And he says, <laughs> you don't have to pee. You went to the bathroom 15 minutes ago and haven't drank anything since. You either have a bladder infection or you're too chicken to talk to me. Which is it, L? Horrific infection or intimidated by my sexual prowess? Terrible UTI. That's what it is, okay? <laughs> it burns when I pee. <laughs> I, am, I am urinating blood. <laughs> or she's like me and drinks a lot of water and has to pee every 15 fucking minutes. Yeah, maybe she's hydrated. He said, I saw you. <laughs> you haven't been drinking water. Nothing. She tells him that maybe she just doesn't like him. And he says, if you didn't like me, you wouldn't have kissed fucking Rico Suave. She's like, that's stupid. And he's like, well, it worked. I saw you kiss him and I wanted to rip him in two. You have no idea the things I want to do to you. And then they kiss. <gasps> 
Four hours later, in a tiny apartment overlooking the stadium, I met the beauty that was Easton's cock. <laughs> Chelsea was right. It was pretty. It was perfect. It overwhelmed my pleasure receptors and unleashed a sexual monster inside me. A monster that, seven years later, would start to eat away at our lives. Are you okay, girl? It just... What's going on? It ate away at their lives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that cock did some damage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful monster, so. But did it, though? No. <laughs> I don't think it did. You'll see. I don't think it did either. I don't think she can blame his dick for her problems. She's like, it was all his dick's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Ruins my life. I take no accountability. Three years later, we're in Easton's POV, and he is in Florida State on a recruiting trip for baseball, and he signed his letter of intent and is like, banging bitches, making money, drinking. He's like going on and on and on about all the shit that he's doing down there. Living the life, living the dream. Uh Fucking bitches, getting money. Yeah. (laughs) He says, I hadn't expected L. I kissed her and immediately felt my plans shift, my future realigning, my dreams eluding as she came into sharp focus. They get together after his dick causes their demise. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Elle are in their new house building a dresser. So this is like a little fast forwarded. Time just keeps passing. They're building a dresser. She has a massive ring on her finger. He says it's a big diamond. And then we have a little highlight from what happened to him in baseball almost straight to the pros my agent had crowed do you know what this means they have big plans for you easton big plans settle into miami you're going to own this town i believed him my faith confirmed by the million dollar contract i'd believed him when we bought this house when we charged with my new american express card with almost forty thousand dollars of furniture when i put my beautiful wife behind the wheel of a new bmw Big plans for me, right? Okay. That wasn't a smart move. No. <laughs> they take a break from building the dresser to go get a new drill and some ice cream. And she asks what time he has to be at the field tomorrow. But he says that he's off. And she's like, your concussion's supposed to be cleared. Like, why are you not going? And in his mind, he's like, what would she say if she found out? How would she feel? And he never had a concussion. His skull was actually fractured and he can't play baseball anymore. And he's, like, too scared to tell her. Why? Like, because he's afraid she'll be like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. She asks if he's okay, and he says that he needs to tell her something. Instability was a trigger, and I'd spent the last three years trying to show her how fucking much I loved her, how I would never leave her, how I would never cheat or do anything to risk our marriage or our happiness. Big words, considering I was about to rip her world in two. It's a little dramatic. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're about to go from, like, bougie rich to scraping pennies. Yeah, but they were scraping pennies before they got rich. Yeah. I mean, I think I would feel bad. Yeah, I would feel a little bad. Like, if you were him. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, you know how I promised that we'd be rich and we bought all this stuff? We're actually horribly in debt. (laughs) We're about to lose everything we own. But you still love me, right? (laughs) he tells her about his skull and the first question she asks is are you in pain and he says no not really she wants to know if it's dangerous long-term side effects etc etc he tells her it's okay but he can never play again they tell her that the contract renewal hasn't been signed and she tells him not to worry about that and asks about other playing positions and he says that he can't play other playing positions like that was his one and only position that he knew how to do and she starts to tear up and she apologizes to him. And he mentions that they'll make money again. She's like, I, I don't care about that. She's trying to like reassure him that the money doesn't matter. 
and he says that she deserves everything he was supposed to give her and she says he did she only needs him and he voices fears that she'll leave and she's like i'm not going anywhere so everything works out and then we have another like time jump it's four years later and then it blends into the present time we are in ls pov they have a slight argument about not being able to conceive yet which quickly turns into a food fight which then turns sexual as it always does if doesn't she like throw sour cream at him she yeah she throws a bunch of shit at him and then like starts throwing eggs at him that would not make me horny no i'd immediately be pissed i would be very <laughs> upset i'd be like do you get to fucking clean this all up <laughs> fucking bet <laughs> his hand tightened on the small of my back drawing me closer to him and he kissed me i softened into the affection fisting his stiff dress shirt with one hand as my other crept toward the foam cart and he'd set down on the smooth wood dresser surface he let out a soft groan and our kiss deepened our mouths colliding with increasing urgency i bit gently on his lip then flicked my tongue inside his as i stealthily worked open the styrofoam lid he slid his hand down the back of my dress pants and gripped my ass as my fingers closed on an egg <laughs> a crack already raised <laughs> under my explorative touch. I lifted away from his mouth and slapped his face. The okay. egg in my palm, the yolk splattering across his cheek and nose. That! He jerked away from me and touched his cheek, picking a piece of shell off and examining it for a long moment before his gaze dropped to the open container. I grabbed a second egg before he had a chance to react. You like that outfit? He grabbed from my waist as I fled, lifting me off the floor as if I was a child. Because I'm about to rip it off of you. No! I screamed, <laughs> slamming the second egg on top of his head, disturbing the perfect mold of his clothes, cropped blonde tufts as he swept a hand over the pile of paperwork on the table. I heard the cascade of pages right before my back slammed against the polished wood. This is fucking Ann Taylor. If you... The buttons popped off my shirt like the legs of a can-can line. Stunning me into silence, he paused, his eyes devouring my exposed stomach and lace bra. You have problems, you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Thank you. His fingers undid the button on my pinstripe slacks with the ease born of a thousand actions. Ignoring the zipper, he gripped the waist and hooked his fingers underneath the hem of my panties. Lift your hips. I planted my feet on his chest and obeyed, inhaling as he skimmed the pants and panties down my legs. He lifted my knees and leaned forward, gently caressing my bare mound with his mouth. Mound. <laughs> his breath tickling the delicate skin, his tongue playing along my opening as he spread my knees further. I gasped out his name, my hands stealing into his hair and tugging on the sticky strands. Tilting my pelvis deeper into his mouth, I cursed as his tongue dipped inside of me, his face buried in me. My husband loved going down on a woman. I certainly wasn't the first. In addition to rumors of his dick, praises of his oral skills, it had circled the sorority house with impressive consistency. The last seven years had honed his skills to custom fit my needs. His mouth could make me come a dozen different ways, as quickly or as slowly as he deemed necessary. He wouldn't let me come now. I knew it, yet still clawed at his shirt, trying to keep his head between my legs, even as he straightened up, a cocky smile crossing those damp lips. He reached to the side, his fingers digging into the open carton as his eyes held mine. I moved to my elbows and tried to shimmy back. Easton, he crawled onto the table with surprising ease, and I gripped the edge with one hand, concerned about the additional weight. The wood creaked, then held. Moving above me, he tossed the egg into the air, then caught it. You remember those shakes you used to make for me? The protein shakes? 
Every day in his first spring training season, I'd woken up at dawn with him. Right. You see eggs as an ingredient. Or, he frowned, glancing down at his shirt, a weapon. He pressed on my shoulder with his free hand, pinning me back onto the table. But I see this as a snack. He cracked the egg on the table's edge, then opened it above me, letting the thick yolk drip over my cleavage and stomach. Sir? (laughs) No, thank you. He lowered his mouth onto my collarbone, sucking along my skin his tongue swiping and flicking as he moved. He kissed, teased, and bit his way along the egg's path, his mouth growing rougher, his body settling atop mine, my arousal heating as he clawed my bra down and centered his attention on my right nipple, then my left. I yanked at his tie, my fingers wet yet efficient as I freed the noose from his neck and undid the bottom, and undid the top button. Lifting his head off my breast, he reached over his head and tugged at the back of his shirt, yanking it from its tuck and pulling it over his head, his tan and muscular torso suddenly exposed. His belt and pants were next, the buckle clanking loudly against the wood. Our bodies repositioned as I wrapped my legs around his waist, and he gripped the top edge of the table and thrust forward, pushing his cock in. He grunted as he rode me, his dick beyond hard, my body greedy and ready, our mouths finding each other for frantic kisses at odd intervals. I broke first, clawing at his chest as I cursed my way over the peak of orgasm, my heart hammering in my chest as pleasure pulsed through me. He swallowed a few minutes later, his breath hot in my ear, his body lowering to mine as he gave a few final thrusts. Don't move, he ordered, his voice annoyingly level. Okay. They're weird. You guys yeah. don't want your husband to lick a raw egg off your body? No. No. If yeah, he's just on top of me, and then he's like, crack. <laughs> like, I need to go take a shower now. You like this egg on you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> They get up and he carries her to the shower. While she's showering, she thinks something about it was off. Their sex was always good, but something was different. She realizes it was the first time in almost a year that they had sex without her thinking of someone else. What? Yeah. (laughs) So a little time jump again. Over dinner, Easton is talking to his buddy who suspects his wife is cheating on him. And Elle thinks about how maybe the wife isn't cheating, but does what she does. Pushes his buttons until she gets a glimpse of an alpha male and then like reaps the rewards during sex. (laughs) Yeah. So like intentionally just pisses them off. So they Uh like fuck the shit out of them. Why do you just say like, hey, I want you to be more aggressive and fuck the shit out of me. Because, you know, (laughs) sometimes when you're Elle, that's not enough. She's like i'm gonna be toxic today (laughs) yeah easton describes the wife working out all the time staying out late with her friends always on her phone and Elle knows that is suspicious because the friends that she's met never go out late but they all agree like maybe some people change they do the dishes together and she's staring at the reflection in the mirror and she just thinks about how he gets more handsome but she should feel more secure the older she gets but she does it like she's getting more insecure she asks him if he's ever thought about cheating on her and he's like really surprised by the question so he stops the dishes and turns towards her and asks why she's asking that she says that she's not sure why she asked but maybe he has regrets over their marriage or maybe he's bored and he touches her and is like definitely not bored and then she's like i bored like in her head she's like thinking maybe she's just bored how would you feel if your significant other asked you that i would be terrified if they were like have you ever thought of cheating on me yeah oh i'd just be like no why are you 
<laughs> that's I'm, how I'm feeling. Being, why are you? You want to cheat on me? Are you bored? <laughs> are you bored? She asks, what's the closest you ever came to cheating on me? I moved aside and reached for the bottle of wine that still sat on the counter. He didn't respond, and I plucked another glass from the cabinet and poured the rest of the bottle in it, then pushed it towards him. Come on, I'll tell you if you tell me. That caught his attention, his gaze staying on me as he slowly circled the counter and settled on the stool. The closest I ever came to cheating on you, he said slowly. Yep, I rested my elbows on the counter and leaned forward, meeting his eyes. You go first, he says warily. What the fuck? <laughs> She's trying to hurt her own feelings. Yeah. <laughs> no, Vids, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. No. Uh, well, I considered blunt but not completely honest. After all, Easton had no idea of the fantasies I had, the hundreds of men who I'd envisioned above me. Some things my mother once told me were better kept from your husband. I'd always assumed my fantasies about other men fell in that keep from your husband category, but maybe this conversation belonged there also. It was with Jonah, I said, finally setting down the glass. Senior year, he was in town to move his sister's stuff and came by at my apartment. His eyes sharpened. You told me that. Yeah, but I didn't tell you everything. His hands tightened on the counter's lip. What did you do? I didn't do anything, but he tried to get me to. He wanted to have sex. He kissed me and I pushed him away. His jaw tightened. Was that it? We talked for a while, argued. He said I was making a mistake with you, that he still loved me, stuff like that. How close did you come to doing anything with him? He was mad but struggling to hide it and my heart swelled at the protective claim and the reaction. Close, I ran my finger around the top rim of the glass. I wanted to. I knew that you'd never find out. I felt this urge to teach Jonah a lesson. I wanted him to realize what he was missing. I wanted to fuck his brains out and tear him down, send him on his way and tell him that I was getting it a lot better with you, but you didn't. No. She was telling her husband that she did want to fuck his brains out. Yeah. This girl's fucking crazy. Your turn. Probably last, he hesitated, tripping over the word for a moment. Last year, there was a woman in Idaho at the FA Symposium. She was an attendee? I don't know. She was at the hotel bar Saturday night after you went to bed. I went down there. I cleared my throat. And? And she made it very clear what she wanted. Did you flirt with her? He hesitated, and I saw the truth in the pause before he even said it. Yes. The audacity. The audacity. I would never want to fucking hear this. No. no. Do not say that to me. Ember. She emotional. It's a bit of jealousy and complete arousal over the image of him like hooking up with another woman. She tries to scoot his stool closer to her and widens her legs. As she's making him tell her how he flirted with this woman, she starts touching him. What did you want to do to her? His hand settled on my thigh and slid up to my hip, finding the drawstring waist. I wanted to make her come. And he swallowed, and I wanted her to see my dick. You wanted her to <laughs> see... <laughs> yeah. You wanted her to see how big it was. He was growing stiff in my hands, and I squeezed it, feeling the rigidity, and watched as his eyes shuddered closed. Yes, he gritted out. I'm glad you didn't show it to her. I kissed his neck and worked my hand along his shaft. I never would. I put in my notes, I would be so bad. I would be irate. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> get out of my sight. I definitely wouldn't right be out. aroused. No. 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 I'd want to like squeeze it off. I'd be like, give me a dick. <laughs> I'm going to pinch Snap it off. Snap it in half. <laughs> you will never use this again. <laughs> she believes and trusts him, but also doesn't blame him for his desires when she has her own, which I mean, that's fair because she does fantasize yeah. about fucking thousands of men. Hundreds. Hundreds, my bad. Even God, don't make her look so bad. <laughs> it's probably going to be thousands by the end of the next book. 
<laughs> she moves down his body and drops to her knees and starts worshiping his dick. Her words. And she even has a fantasy as she's doing it that Jonah's watching and he's sitting in the corner watching like very jealously as she gets his blowjob. Girl, I don't think you're over Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with Jonah. No. No? Oh. She's yeah. over Jonah. Oh, yeah. Again, more time has passed and she's at her dermatologist and... This part was insane. Yeah. It doesn't, like, really say what specifically for other than to just check a freckle that's on her back that's new and he tells her to keep an eye on it then she has a full-on fantasy about her doctor making her strip all the way over and bend for everyone and then she imagines that her husband is in the mix and gets even hornier as her doctors just literally take notes about her random freckle <laughs> he's like this looks cancerous and he's like ma'am i'm a dermatologist <laughs> <laughs> she even like in her fantasy is like well maybe when my doctor goes home he'll have the same fantasy that I have and then jerk off to me. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> He tells her to keep an eye on the freckle and that she can come back in a month to see if it like changes any type of way. He leaves the room so she can get dressed and she gives in to her fantasy. I closed my eyes and thought of his touch. Imagine that he had a camera hidden in the vents. He was probably back in his office right now, barely able to shut the door before he had his dick out, swollen with need. The tip of it wet with pre-cum. I straightened my legs, my body tensing, and thought of him watching me, his eyes widening at the view. He'd barely make it to his desk chair before his nuts would tighten his <laughs> orgasm close nuts okay mine was close my body was humming my nipples pricked and sensitive in the cool air my feet arching as i almost lifted off the examining table and into my hand she's jerking off oh i was like what is happening did i read something wrong <laughs> no yeah he left the room so she could change and now she's just figuring yourself he wouldn't be able to hold back the groan he'd shoot his release all over his desk all over important documents and client <laughs> and test results. <laughs> so specific. He'd keep coming, his eyes glued on the screen, glued on the image of me, and he wouldn't care, wouldn't think about anything except how badly he wanted me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and she comes and then gets dressed and she's like, I hate that I'm like this and I hate that Easton doesn't know that I like this. Do you have a problem? <laughs> you need therapy, probably. <laughs> she goes to lunch with Chelsea and she's half present during the lunch thinking about how the house she's closing on is going to kill her because it's been a longer process than normal. So she's a real estate agent. It like never brings that up until this point in time. Chelsea's telling her all about her sexcapades per usual. And then Chelsea asked how her delicious husband is. And I put you. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. slept with him too, right? That's yeah. the sorority friend that she's been friends with. I wouldn't want to be friends with someone if they fucked my husband. No. And I don't want that friend to tell me to my face that my husband's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how's your delicious husband? And be like, excuse you. <laughs> Take a seat. Friendship terminated. Ma'am, you're my friend. Please stop. <laughs> Al tells her that she would like to pretend until she at least eats her food that the two of them haven't slept together. And then they go back to chit-chatting and Chelsea mentioned that she has a client for Easton. She's like some type of social media conglomerate. So she does a bunch of shit for rich people's like social media. She's like a Nepo baby, I think. She is. Yeah, it's her dad's company and she just works there. Elle asks if it's an athlete and she says yes. It's a tennis player named Nicole. I'm not even going to try to say her last Fignani, I guess. But Elle's never heard of her and she's asking Chelsea. She's like, is she hot? 
because no, I don't want to introduce her to Easton if she's hot. And Chelsea's like, no, she's not hot. They chit chat about his business because he is a finance agent for athletes and stuff. Easton is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and he's not doing the best at it, apparently. He's not, he doesn't have that many clients. So this would help him out a lot if she, he got the tennis player. They chit chat a bit about his business when she gets a text from Easton and we are finally introduced to the friend Aaron whose wife was possibly cheating on him and they, he is getting divorced because she was cheating for sure. And Elle tells Chelsea about it and they're both like, why the fuck would she cheat on Aaron? He's like the nicest guy. And they're like talking about that for a little bit when Chelsea says, is it too soon to finally confess my wet dreams about Aaron because he's also delicious? Chelsea, <laughs> calm down. Chelsea is a lot. She is a lot. She literally fucks anything that walks. Finally confessed, you told Becca you wanted to stuff him like a Build-A-Bear. That was a compliment, Al. She tried to roll her eyes, but ended up laughing instead. I was trying to break the ice. She was so stiff that night we met her. She straightened in her seat and adopted a southern draw that no one had used in a hundred years. A pleasure to meet you, Chelsea, though I must say you are wearing white after Labor Day. She didn't say that, I protested. She wanted to say it. I could feel her wanting to say it. She played with the end of her straw, so I gave her a compliment on her boyfriend. I wouldn't have done it if they were already married. Oh, right. I nodded. That's where you draw the line because you certainly snapped your trap about Easton ever since I walked down the aisle. Easton's different, she whined. I had him first, so I'm allowed to gush over his sexual prowess. No, you are not. I hate her. She sounds like a cunt. Yeah. (laughs) The waiter comes back and Chelsea asks Elle to go to the bathroom so she could seal the deal with the waiter because apparently they were flirting before she got there. Then a couple days later, Chelsea texts Elle one word, Vegas, question mark. Elle says, no, absolutely not, Chelsea. No. Chelsea sends back the mad emoji and Elle asks where she is and she said that she just left her dad's, but she'll be there soon. When Elle pulls into their driveway, she notices Aaron's work truck is in there and she goes inside, but her dog doesn't greet her and she doesn't hear the two men. She walks to the kitchen and sees the two men out on the porch looking down at something and then her horny fantasies take over. My knees scraping against the rough stubble of the concrete as I knelt between them, Aaron's hand settling on the back of my head and pulling me in, the worn fabric of Easton's jeans under my hand, his pose shifting impatiently as I let Aaron guide my mouth onto his rigid cock. Take it all, Easton ordered, his voice gruff. Jesus, Aaron swore, your wife knows how to suck a cock. (laughs) Oh, girl. And that's just a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. She turns away from the window to stop the fantasy from going further, and Easton spots her, and they all say hi and talk about their day for a moment when she excuses herself to change. She returns changed with beers and a shirt for Aaron because he wanted out of his dress shirt, because I guess he was all dressed up for court with the divorce attorney. And they talk about Aaron's divorce and how he hasn't gone late in three months, and Easton says he wants Aaron to get a woman sooner than later. And Easton says maybe the tennis player Nicole would be a good fit, but Aaron Googles her and is like, no. (laughs) She's like a two. Yeah. Easton's like, it's not about her looks, dude. She has a certain sexual chemistry about her. And Elle is like, what the fuck did you say? Wait, Easton said that? Yeah. Uh No, sir. Oh, and Easton's like, not with me, just in general. And Elle is like, don't flirt with her. And Easton's like, you told me to flirt with her. That was before. Before what? Before I found out that she has some sort of potent sexual chemistry that you feel the need to scamper off and tell Aaron about. I snapped. He's right. You know, she's okay. Barely pretty. Uh, Or Nicole. (laughs) I know. Damn. She's not doing anything except trying to get her finances straight. Easton tells Elle that she has nothing to worry about and she's everything to him, but she still wants to dump beer on his head. She's a food waster. She is a food waster. And you know what? She was getting all hot and bothered when he was saying that he wanted to hook up with that girl last year and she just jerked off to her dermatologist yeah yeah hypocrite 
She needs to make up her mind. She's very, like, wishy-washy with it. Chelsea arrives and they all eat dinner together and the girls start berating Aaron about Becca, like, how long she's been cheating. Is she marrying the new guy? Is she happy? And he's like, I I don't know. Chelsea's telling them there's only one way to fix Aaron and his woes, Vegas. And Easton's like, hell yeah, I'm down. But Elle's like, again, no thank you. But they end up going. I put Chelsea's psycho asses dressed as a bride on the jet and says that she's the only one eligible for a shotgun Vegas wedding. And they're all going to now place bets to see how far she can get. So the bet is if she can get six strangers to make out and grope her with her wedding dress on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They decide to take Aaron to a strip club and they arrive and the boys go to the stage while Chelsea and Elle hang back and get drink and the girls watch as the boys get lap dances Elle's like down for the first lap dance but then she goes and like possessively sits on Easton's lap so nobody else can there after a little bit they decide to leave to go get food and they have to turn back around because chelsea realizes she's missing her wallet when they turn back around chelsea goes to the club to find her wallet but after a minute easton decides to go help chelsea because he doesn't want her there alone and he tells Elle to lock the door behind him she sits next to Aaron and asks if he's actually okay and he says he's okay just tired and heartbroken and way too old to be in the dating game but she's like you're not that old because if you're old i'm old we're the same age chelsea and easton get back she has her wallet and apparently the couple minutes that Chelsea was in there by herself she was already on the stripper pole like she wasn't looking for her wallet she just was like starting to strip she's like yeah after they get sued sometime later Chelsea gets arrested for indecency and propositioning a police officer <laughs> no, honestly. they made her go ask the police officer for directions somewhere and she proceeded to like tell the police officer she needs one more person to make out with to win this bet and then starts humping his leg and that's why she gets arrested well deserved oh, yeah Elle tells the boys that they should have never sent her to the officers to begin with and then she proceeds to have her own officer fantasy this girl is wet she's full of fantasies oh, I know. Jesus she is horny is there a reason you are in such a rush the officer would peer down at me his gaze lingering on the open neck of my shirt, the top four buttons undone, my lace bra in full view. My apologies and flustered explanations would be ignored, his expression getting sterner as he instructed me to step out of the car and move around to the passenger side out of the view of the traffic. There he'd tell me to put my hands on the roof of the car. He'd run his hands down my back and over my hips. He'd tell me to widen my stance and would steep his hands on my bare legs and underneath my loose skirt. His breath would quicken when he'd realize I wasn't wearing any underwear and swear when he discovered how wet I was. His hand would tighten on my shoulders and I would hear the indecision in his silence as he warred between what he should do and what he wanted to do. Touch me again, I'd beg. Please, officer, I need it so badly. <laughs> the fantasies typically took different paths from there. Sometimes he'd tell me that I was a dirty girl and I needed to get on my knees and suck his cock. Other times he'd push his fingers inside of me, my face pressed against the cool side of my car, my mouth opening in a silent Oh, a pleasure as he stood behind me, his hand fiercely working between my legs. Sometimes he'd tell me to bend over the hood and he'd unbutton his pants and take me right there. The whip of passing cars drowning out my cries of pleasure. Oh my god. Please, officer. Or fuck me. Fuck me. As they're sitting there, Elle talks to Chelsea's dad and he bails her out and they go back to the hotel. So the hotel is split up, I guess, like two suites. So the girls take one suite and then the boys take the other suite. So there's bathrooms in each suite and everything. Chelsea and Aaron go to their rooms to shower and get ready for bed. But Easton and Elle want a quickie on the pool table. She knows he's fucked on one before and wants the full Easton Billard's experience. Oh. I'm like the full Easton. 
least in North Billiard experience, I said softly, aware of my lack of privacy. Assuming you can keep my voice down, don't ask for something you don't want. He lifted his belt. Open up, my filthy wife. I didn't understand what he was referring to until his belt was at my mouth, the leather pushing flat against my tongue, my teeth digging into its edges. He clenched the belt tightly around my head and my eyes. Can you breathe? I nodded and tried to speak, my words muffled, the loss of speech strangely arousing. He leaned forward and put his mouth close to my ear. Are you sure you want the full East and North experience? I nodded and reached my foot out, rubbing it along the crotch of his slacks. Do you want me to fuck you like I fucked her? Ew. Uh, what? No. They're married. Uh, yeah. My affirmative cry was eaten by the leather, so I nodded again. Under the ball of my foot, his cock stiffened. It'll be harder than you like. He pulled at the spaghetti straps of my top, pulling the stretchy fabric down over my strapless bra. I treated her like a whore and she loved it. He grabbed one of my exposed breasts and his eyes met mine. Not if you understand. I mocked him with my eyes. He undid his fly and lowered his zipper, pushing away my foot as he withdrew his cock. Not if you understand. My stern stern husband. So bossy, so feral. I held his eye contact and nodded, my knees opening, and grinned around the gag as he pulled me to the edge of the table, pulling my thong to one side. He positioned himself at my entrance. As I reclined further back on my elbows, I saw something on the balcony move. I stiffened, my eyes narrowing in the space past Easton's shoulder, and in the moment before he thrust inside of me, I understood what it was. Aaron. He was standing on the balcony, his silhouette breaking the dotted landscape of lights. My husband, still clothed, his dick jutting through his pants, his belt wrapped around my head, my breast hanging out, nipples hard in the sweet's cool air, offered up as if for sacrifice, the spotlight of the chandelier shining down on me as he gripped my thighs and shoved inside of me, my body eagerly welcoming the intrusion. I could have told him. I could have reached back and undid the belt, pulled it out of my mouth, let him know that we were on full display, but I didn't. I didn't because knowing that Aaron was there, knowing his eyes were on me, that his shadowy outline hadn't moved away from the view, it was powerful. I performed knowing that my husband's best friend was watching. Was Aaron's dick out? Was he stroking it? Was he watching my breasts jiggle from the impact and wanting to bury his face in between them? An inferno of arousal spread at the possibility that I had both of their attention, their arousal, their complete need. The felt rubbed against my shoulders and Easton grunted, his eyes clamping on me, excitement burning through them. I looked down between our bodies and felt dizzy seeing his swollen and wet cock rigidly working in and out. Could he see the point of our connection? Could he see the tightening of my body as my orgasm approached? I did. My pussy flexing, clit tingling, my nipples arching for Aaron's mouth. I got on all fours. My head roughly yanked back as Easton pulled on the end of the belt. And there, even closer to the windows, my husband mounted and fucked me, plowing into me over and over again until I clawed against the thick rug. Another orgasm peaking. Was Aaron close? Was his hand as furious on his cock as Easton's was pumping inside me? This was it, as close as I'd ever come to my fantasies, and it was happening. I was being fucked like a whore while my husband's best friend watched. It was happening, and I was loving every single moment of it. The knowledge, the attention, the furious sounds and feel of my body being used, it all bundled into a twisted loop of pleasure, unfurling in a crescendo of pleasure that made my eyes roll back, my back flexing, a muted scream sounding against the dry taste of the leather. Easton felt it and leaned forward over my body, his hands framed on either side of mine, his chest against my back, and gave a soft roar. The sounds muffled in my hair, his body shuddering as he gave a few final thrusts and stopped. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, would you guys be creeped out by that? Yeah. Yeah. 
I would immediately stop it. I would immediately be like, oh, you're your friend. <laughs> Put my boobies away. <laughs> Easton unties the belt from her mouth and tells her that he loves her. He also tells her that she blows away every fantasy and prior experience he's ever had. She risks looking to the balcony and sees that it's empty. Later on, she can't sleep and she can't stop thinking about Aaron watching them have sex. She wants to know why Aaron just watched and didn't walk away. She closes her eyes to try to get rest, but another fantasy comes through. And beneath me, his mouth on my breast, his gaze on mine. Easton behind me, my hair knotted in his grip, his finger tight in my ass. Both of them encouraging me, <laughs> worshipping me, taking turns on me. Oh my god. Again. She's got a lot of fantasy. Yeah, she does. Swallow them. <laughs> she gets a couple hours of sleep, and then they all go to breakfast the next morning, and she can feel Aaron watching her, and they finally make eye contact, and she knows that he knows she saw him standing there and she feels like she's overheating and going to throw up. Becca calls Aaron during breakfast and they all ask what she wants but he doesn't know so he uses himself to take the call. When he leaves the table she has a sudden urge to tell Easton everything from last night. Chelsea asks what they think Becca and Aaron are talking about and if they'll get back together and Easton says no, they won't because apparently last night after Easton had sex with Elle, he couldn't go to sleep either so him and Aaron just stayed up all night talking and Elle immediately asks what they talked about and Easton says just that he doesn't want to be with Becca anymore if he's not like her priority and stuff but then she has another fantasy about what their conversation could have been and she fantasizes I think she saw me I had my dick out and was jacking off and I could feel her looking at me watching me did it turn you on having my wife watch you fuck e I wanted to open the door and join she was on all fours your bell in her mouth you should have we could have taken turns on her you won't believe her <laughs> tight pussy the way it clenches you and she loves getting fucked Aaron you have no idea how dirty my wife get so she, they're having a full conversation and she just starts fantasizing about she's that she's just like oh my god he also mentions that he tells Aaron that he should stay with him and Elle for the time being until he gets his own place and she starts like immediately panicking because that puts her way too close to her actual fantasy and she starts being super weird about it and he's like are you good she's like yeah uh yeah, sure, I'm okay. She's like, I'm going to fuck your friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get dicked out. Back at the hotel, she watched Easton on the balcony with Aaron, and they're laughing and talking together, and she thinks about whether or not last night would ruin their friendship if Easton was to ever find out. Chelsea comes up behind her and asks what she's doing, and she says she's thinking about work, and Chelsea tells her that she just seems off. She decides she needs to tell Easton what happened in Vegas before Aaron starts to stay with them in their house. Later on at the casino, she tells Easton they need to talk. She tells him not to freak out or get weird and she confesses that Aaron was on the balcony when they were fucking in the living room and Easton says that Aaron had already told him. <laughs> yeah. So he already knew. She's shocked and he tells her that he was actually trying to figure out how to tell her about it so he's relieved. Easton tries to brush it off as no big deal but she tells him that it's like a super big deal. He says that she's right and apologizes saying that even though he was apparently locked out of the room from the balcony he could have banged on the glass or something. So I guess he was like stuck out there and the only way back into the room was through the living room. Easton says that he'll have Aaron apologize and she's like no that would be super awkward. Don't yeah, do that. No. He's confused and he's like what do you like what do you want me to do? I want I faltered unsure. I wanted to be honest with him. I wanted things to be open and forthright between us. I didn't really want him to know that I harbored secret fantasies of an Easton and Aaron sandwich but suddenly was terrified of the idea of him coming to live with us. What if I couldn't handle it? What if I was gasping 
leaning against the kitchen counter, my hands deep in my panties, mid-fantasy, and Aaron caught me. Oh, oh my God. Go to your maybe room. Maybe don't masturbate in the kitchen. Yeah, maybe just do it in your room. So she tells him that she doesn't know if she wants Aaron to stay with them. And he's like, we were all drunk last night. I don't even know if he remembers. And then she tells him that she's freaking out because she liked him watching. Oh, she told him? Yeah, she's like, I, I liked it. Ooh. She's like, there it is. I liked it. At this point, a random girl comes up behind them to grab a drink that she left on the machine that's next to them and calls them freaks before walking away. <laughs> She's like, I grant you. She can tell that Easton is kind of aroused and he tells her that he already knows about her voyeuristic tendencies because of all the times she's tried to fuck him in public. He tries to kiss her to distract her from her turmoil, but she says it isn't working. This is serious. She's like, no, no, really. He sighed. It's not a big deal. He saw us together. You like public sex. We move on. I've never had public sex where someone actually saw us. Not that close and certainly not. I pointed to my mouth and made a face as if I still had a gag in it. Our rare moments of public indecency had been the sort of quickies in public that might have been suspected but not confirmed. A blowjob in the back stacks of the library, sex in the backyard in the middle of the day, a finger session on a transatlantic flight where I bit into a neck pillow to stifle my groans. You gave him a blowjob at the library? <laughs> he tells her that he already told Aaron that he could stay. He can't just take it back. And she's like, have him stay at a hotel. <laughs> he tells her that if she's really uncomfortable he'll keep them separated but he doesn't understand why she's making such a big deal out of it and she relents and, and he asks if she's good she says yeah and they leave to go find the others you good now they're back in miami and she's laying in bed listening to the landscaper mow the lawn she used to fantasize about the landscaper but with aaron staying in their house aaron is like all she can think about the guys are watching a game and she tried to hang out with them but aaron is blatantly ignoring her so she left because it was so awkward easton walks into the room and tells her it's half time and asks if she showered yet and she says no because the landscaper is still outside and the blinds are broken in the bathroom. He asks her if she wants him to go tell the landscaper to leave and she says no, she'll just change and go to the gym and he gets a sly look on his face and tells her Aaron went to go grab some pizza to bring back so they have a little alone time. She asks him if he considered the fact that she's not in the mood and he says my wife? My wife is always in the mood and then they start like a little role playing and she asks him if his wife would share him and he says no his wife would be furious if she knew what he was about to do to her. He kisses her neck roughly and tugs off her shorts and pulls off her shirt. He tells her that his wife gives a mean blowjob and she says she can suck his dick so good he'll leave his wife. Oh my <laughs> He's behind her with his dick against her ass as he caresses her nipples and as she sits up to position him between her legs he says, wait, the door's open. She says it's fine and lowers herself onto him. He asks her if she likes having the door open. Is she hoping Aaron will come home early to see her riding his cock? He jerks his hips under her and she says maybe kind of yeah <laughs> but maybe he swore <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> fuck maybe he swore his hands running up my thighs and gripping my ass pulling my cheeks apart as one of his fingers found the pucker up my ass <laughs> <laughs> It. Pucker. <laughs> tell me, tell me you want him to see this beautiful ass riding up and down my cock. My nails dug into his chest as I spoke, caution thrown to the wind. The risk is hot as the pleasure. I want him to see it. Do you? He gritted out, his finger pushing into the tight pucker of my ass. <laughs> so much puckering. <laughs> tight puckering. You know, <laughs> 
You know, he won't just stand there, not when he sees how fucking dirty you are, not when he hears how you sound when you take my cock. He pulled me down to his chest and trapped me in place, holding me still as he took over the motion. His hips beginning a furious assault of upward thrust into my needy body. He turned his head and put his mouth close to my ear. Is that what you want, Elle? Do you want him to come into our bedroom? Do you want to see his cock? You know he's going to be rock hard seeing what he's about to fuck. I broke at the visual, clutching his shoulders and letting out a howl of pleasure as his second finger pushed into my ass, the fit tight and dirty and hot, my muscles spasming around him as my orgasm pulsed. You want to see his cock? <laughs> he put two fingers in her butt. Two. That's a lot of fingers. And she howled. Yeah. Ow! She said, Ow! <laughs> <laughs> He tells her to flip over and get on her knees, and she does, and he pulls her knees apart and shoves her shoulders down onto the bed. He tells her to stay there and arch her back. He gets up and moves to the side of the bed when she looks to see what he's doing, and she sees him holding up his phone and taking a picture. She asks what he's doing, and he spanks her ass and tells her that she's so beautiful and wants her to see this. He throws the phone down on the bed in front of her. You want to see this? <laughs> it was the sort of trashy picture you'd see on an amateur porn site. My legs split wide, my pussy pink and glistening, back arched, face turned away, my toes braced on the bed. His fingers were biting into my ass cheek, and his stiff cock was visible in the bottom half of the frame wet from being inside me oh and then he pushes into her again that's what he's going to see easton began to pump into me his pelvis slapping loudly against my ass his pelvis <laughs> he's going to hear you crying out for more and he's going to walk down the hall and see the crack door he's going to get hard at the sound of you coming he's going to look in and he's going to see you just like that i gripped the sheets tighter and imagined aaron at the door his weight braced against the jam his mouth half open as he took in the scene. Look how fucking gorgeous you are. Easton tightened his grip on my waist, his strokes shortening as his speed increased, his arousal growing. Staring down at my husband's phone, I let myself look at it without focusing on the dimples of my ass or my unshaven bikini line. I listened to the growl of his voice, felt the urgency of his fucks, and looked at the pure fucking hotness of the photo. I did look gorgeous. I looked needy. Easton looked huge, and I felt drunk at the thought of Aaron seeing that view. Drunk and reckless. Talk to me, baby. Easton's friend my cheeks with his hands. <laughs> the cool air of the room hitting the exposed pucker of my ass. <laughs> tell me what you want. I couldn't answer that. Could barely manage a moan of pleasure. As my muscles knotted and tightened around his cock, I managed an exhale. More. He withdrew and I felt the hot swipe of his tongue along the crack of my ass. Then the push of it against the tight band of nerve endings. No, I warned. I'm not no. ready. <laughs> no. <laughs> I fucking need it, L. He pushed his thumb into my ass and my clit tingled a shot of pleasure shooting down one nerve center to the other my body humming like an electric wire in preparation please i'll fucking come the moment i push inside that was a lie he loved my ass too much to be quick but i also craved the way he reacted when he was inside of it the filthy things he said the fierce possession that came over him the raw unfiltered and animalistic joining of our bodies and how intimate and fierce the connection was i felt the wedge of another finger prying me open Come on, please. His dick <laughs> Come on. His dick bumped against my swollen clit, the head of it pushing insistently against everything it touched. He leaned forward and bit my right shoulder blade. Or are you worried you'll be too loud? He put the head of it against the tight opening. Are you worried he'll 
hear you beg for more. Bucket, I pushed back against his head, mewing in pain. As my ass stretched to take him, my clit engorging, heavy with need, I reached between my legs and brushed my hand over the sensitive bud, gently strumming over the wet folds. The needed pleasure bringing tears to my eyes. Slowly, I whispered, Jesus Christ, he muttered, it's so hot and tight, it feels insane. He leaned forward and cupped my breast. Breath, my breast. <laughs> he cut my breast. <laughs> His damp paws rolling over my nipples, and he gave many thrusts of his hips as he eased deeper inside of me, the pinch of one nipple distracting me from the pain. Use your fingers, he urged. Play with that beautiful pussy and pretend it's his tongue. I couldn't. The orgasm was too blinding, too intense, too unexpectedly sudden, and I rocked back, impaling him on me, his grunt of pleasure breaking the last tie of control. I screamed, my body quaking, and he gripped my shoulders, moving his slick cock in and out of my tight ass. I screamed again, my orgasm spurred on by the reckless volume the belief that Aaron might hear. He could know. He could be standing at the dark crack of the door and watching as Easton took my ass and fucked me through this orgasm. I'm gonna come. Easton's hand tightened on my shoulder and he swore, gasping as his hips slowed, his pleasure peaking, and he called out my name, a cry of worship in the moment before he collapsed to one side of the bed and pulled me with him. (laughs) I know. He pulls out of her and says, she's insane as he pulls her to his chest he covers her with the bed sheet and she asks how much of that he thinks the landscaper heard easton tells her that the lawnmower probably drowned it out and he gets up and shuts the bedroom door and tells her that this new aaron fascination is very interesting she tells him that he's the one who took it there and he says that she seemed to like it he pulls the sheet down to reveal her breasts and asks if she liked it and she says she did he asks if she's ever thought about aaron before and she says before vegas i would think about him and you doing stuff to me at the same time he says like what dp and she's like no other stuff i don't know stupid stuff (laughs) she's like no i would never (laughs) he says tell me and he puts his lips just out of reach of hers and she tries to say no but his mouth captures hers she tries to resist but he tells her to stop fighting him she breaks away and tells him that she didn't mean it she was just role playing and then we have his hand traveled down the bare length of my body and i let out a moan as his fingers dipped in between my legs my folds slit are you sure he turned his head watching his glistening fingers as they pushed in then withdrew in then out my pelvis tilted up on its own accord begging for more because you seemed like you did he turned his gaze pinning on mine tell me what you had thought about with Aaron. i parted my legs wider my thighs beginning to tremble just being between the two of you on my knees his gaze darkened his eyes hooding as his fingers pressed deeper curving up to the scrape along my g-spot i arched halfway off the bed he nodded keep going that's it you aren't a good liar my sweet wife he rubbed his forefinger along my inner ridge and i began to pant my pelvis twitching in response to his touch keep going someone behind me i gasped not necessarily him just someone while you make me suck your cock i twisted on top of the sheet frantic to get to the orgasm he eased his fingers a torturous inch or so out then did something that felt like pure heaven i liked the thought of competing over you he placed a hand on my chest impressed pinning me down i like the idea of seeing the look on your face when someone other than me pushes inside of you. He continued the motion and I clawed along a pillow, my eyes pinching shut as I flexed every muscle in my body and then broke. (gasps) 
He's a little cuck. Yes. Spicy. Spicy. After she finishes, he kisses her cheek and says that he doesn't think he could let anyone else have her. He'd have to kill them. She kisses him back and says she's good with that. He asks if she's sure and she tells him that they were just thoughts and they kind of freak her out. He asks her why and she says because of what it might do to them if they followed through. He kisses her and gets off the bed. She admires his athletic body and his big, beautiful dick. Beautiful. Beautiful. Pretty. She thinks about how she'd feel if the role were reversed and he were to fantasize about other women and she would be absolutely pissed. He pulls his sweats on and shoves his hard dick down into his pants. She asks if he took anything because I guess one time he took Cialis and wound up in the ER. Uh, yeah, he had like a boner Jesus. for like seven hours or something. Yeah, That sounds awful. He says, nope, this is all you. He bends down to kiss her and says, I love you. And she says she loves him too and he tells her that she can tell him the truth about what she wants. And she says she doesn't know. She hasn't just been thinking about Aaron. She's been thinking about other men. He asks what other men and asks how worried he should be about these fantasies. She says that he shouldn't be worried because she hasn't done anything with anyone and he asks if this is why she didn't want Aaron staying with them. She says all her other fantasies were about men who weren't close to them and she's scared she'll mess up. He tells her that she won't. She's too good and their relationship is too strong. And then there's a knock at the door and Aaron tells Easton the game is back on. And Easton's like, I'm coming and then tells Elle that they'll talk about this later. And she says, sure, but she really doesn't want to. He tells her to come out and eat with them and she says she needs to take a shower. She thinks about what they just did and asks herself what they just begun. Dun, dun, dun. So Elle's at work and she's not doing well performance-wise. Two of the higher-ups are arguing about something super boring to do with trimming a tree by the employee of the month parking spot because like her boss's Bentley keeps getting bird poop on it. Some boring presentation starts about a new contract that affects buyer's rights and she zones out. She pulls out her phone and checks her email and sees one from Easton. The subject is your fantasies and it says, I'm having trouble concentrating on anything but the things you described. She replies, they were just fantasies. You can forget they exist. He writes back, yeah, or we could explore them further. <laughs> Three days later, Elle is at the tennis court with Chelsea watching Nicole play from the bleachers. Chelsea asks how it is with Aaron staying with them and she says it's fine he talks to becca a lot and she stopped by the house yesterday while she was at work she was being a bitch and made him come outside to fight with her he'd been quiet and reclusive for the rest of the night she hasn't had a fantasy since the email exchange with easton just then easton comes up and sits next to them Elle is jealous about the nicole thing still and hopes that her fantasies don't give him any funny ideas yep nicole is about to send over six million dollars to the financial advisement company of which easton will get one percent and that'll pay off all the credit cards and a few mortgage payments she needs to let the jealousy go because if this works out they'll be so much better financially they're they're just not doing great mm -hmm. no a few days later Elle has a call with a buyer's agent and her fantasies are back full force she says his voice drips of pure sex after the call, she pulls her skirt up, puts her feet up on her desk, and just starts to get to work on herself. Damn. She's not very professional. No. no. I was knuckle deep, my ass digging into the seat. My fantasies deep into a role play where a commission shortage could only be solved by my mouth. When our front door slammed shut, I paused, my sexual thoughts fleeing to the open vent in my floor where they ran off to die. Footsteps sounded, and I tried to place their location in the house. Working my panties back into place, I yanked a tissue out 
out from the holder and wiped off my fingers. Zipping up the back of my skirt, I quietly disengaged the lock and crept out of the office. The person had gone into the formal living room, then the den, best I could tell from the acoustic. I took the opposite path, rounded the corner into the kitchen and screamed. My toe caught painfully on the transom and I grabbed the frame to keep from falling. Aaron! It's Aaron! You! He asks her if she's okay and she says she was in the office and starts rambling nervously and he asks her if she took Adderall. She says no, she just had too much caffeine that day and he opens the fridge and offers her some watermelon and she says sure. He says he came back early from work to grab a shower before a mediation meeting with Becca. So more court bullshit. My gaze trails over his shirt, which was stuck to his strong shoulders and chest. There was a dusting of sawdust over his arms and back, the smell of it, and grass drifting off of him. I took a step back and reconsidered my need for watermelon, well aware of the still wet condition of my lady part. Oh, girl. Girl. You gonna get yourself in trouble. (laughs) So I guess it's Becca and Aaron's last mediation session, and then everything will be finalized when it's over. He traded her the house for her half of his business. Elle tells him that she's sorry that he's going through all of this and he says he's almost glad that it happened. He says he's barely seen Elle around and she says work has been crazy, but she's actually been avoiding him like the plague. He says he was hoping that it wasn't because of the thing in Vegas and she's shocked and says no it wasn't that. He says he doesn't want to be weird and asks if it's fine that he's staying with them and she says it is. Elle, my name was a rope, one that snagged my chin and pulled it toward him. He rested his weight on the counter and met my eyes. I'm fucked up right now. I'm in a really weird place and you two are my best friends. I was drunk and I was horny and I fucked up. Please forgive me. I can't. He swallowed. I don't want to do anything that's going to mess up things between you two or with us. She tells him that he didn't do anything wrong and that she knew that he was there and she could have stopped it so don't feel guilty because it wasn't just him. She says she's been avoiding him because she didn't want him to think differently of her but she'll stop now and he tells her that he'd never think differently of her and she apologizes for not being there for him with the divorce. He says aside from the financial and legal stress it feels like a relief almost. He tells her to find him a girl who just wants to fuck him with no emotional attachment. And then we find out that things didn't work out with Nicole because apparently she's a lesbian. (gasps) I guess they all went out the night before. They all got drunk and she wound up giving Elle a hickey. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my god. Easton was into it, but she shut down the three of them hooking up. Elle and Aaron have some playful and natural back and forth and he leaves to go shower and get ready. Then the front door opens and Easton comes barreling in with their dog. Two days later, Easton and Elle are walking the dog when he tells her that she never responded to his email. He asks if she's thought any more about it and she tries to evade the question and he says that he's just trying to make her happy. She says she doesn't want to do anything with Aaron because it'll make things awkward. And Easton says that Aaron told him that he and Elle were back to normal. He says that Aaron felt like shit about watching them so Easton told him it was fine because Elle liked it. And she asks him if he's out of his fucking mind. She's pissed and says that wasn't his secret to tell. I I think I would be pretty mad too. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I feel like that should have came from Elle. Yeah. Yeah. He says that she would have never told him and she's like, why would I have told him that? Yeah. And he says to see how he reacted and gets a cocky grin on his face and she says, and? And he says they shouldn't be talking about it because it isn't his stuff to tell. She needs to talk to Aaron. She lunges and tackles him to the ground and then their dog starts humping her. <laughs> she yanks the dog off and Easton is just cracking up. She tells him to quit playing games and tell her what Aaron's 
said, and he tells her that all Aaron said was interesting. She tells him to tell her every single word that Aaron said. He thought it was hot. He thinks you're the sexiest woman in Miami. He, in an absolutely respectful way, he held up his hands as if to ward off another attack, told me that I was lucky as hell and to never let you go. That's it. End of conversation. He's not shutting it down. No. No. He's like encouraging it. Yeah. He gives her a kiss and tells her he's just trying to keep her happy in the bedroom and she says that she is happy but don't talk to Aaron anymore about her. He says he won't and promises not to bring up orgies at dinner if she makes mac and cheese. (laughs) The next week, the divorce is final and Elle closed on the house. Aaron is sitting in the backyard staring off into space with the stack of divorce papers sitting next to him. Easton and Elle go out to check on him and he says he's fine, just exhausted, but he's glad it's over. Elle grabs them all some drinks and they cheers to new beginnings. That night, they all have dinner and a case of Bud Light and talk shit about Becca. And I guess Elle even got drunk enough to send Becca a text message about how much she sucks. Bold. Get it. They give the divorce papers of Viking's funeral in the pool and they all cheer as the papers burn. (laughs) Some time has passed and Easton and Elle are at a dinner for date night and she's wine buzzed. Nicole hasn't moved any money over so Easton is kind of stressed out about work and they reminisce about their bougie dinners that they used to have when he was signed to the major leagues <laughs> and they have a sweet exchange about when they got engaged and he tells her that it was the best decision of his life she tells him that she's stressed at work too and he tells her that things will get better they'll get through this rough patch and she says she knows and she loves their life together he tells her to eat because there's somewhere that he wants to take her after dinner <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a couples club a couples club swingers <laughs> like a swingers club yeah i created an online profile and everything it seems legit you have to pay a membership fee in order to attend they have rooms that you can have sex in while people watch it's like the salacious players club it is. Maybe, it is. maybe it is she's reluctant and says she's not into this and he tries to show her pictures from the website and she says no this doesn't do anything for her and he says fine and buckles his seatbelt, and they drive home in silence i don't know why she why is she being like that though? she's not into it she's a little picky she very clearly has these fantasies It's still tense when they get home, and before she goes to get in the shower, he pulls her against him and says he's sorry. She says he doesn't need to be sorry and that she reacted poorly to him trying to do something nice for her. He says that he doesn't know what she wants. He's lost. She won't let him talk to Aaron and won't tell him about who else she fantasizes about. He asks who she wants if not a stranger from a club, and she says she only wants him, and he starts melting down about not being able to give her the life that she wanted. It's not just that. He rested his hands on his hips and stared at the floor. It's also because it turns me the fuck on to see you in your sexual element. It makes me feel this raw need to hold you down and fuck a dozen orgasms out of you. And thinking about watching another man have you, it shouldn't turn me on, but it does. Fuck, it does. I hate it, but now it's in my head and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. She tells him that they wouldn't be able to undo it if they crossed that line. It's too risky. And he says that the masculine fury of seeing her with someone else makes it hotter to him. I don't yeah, understand I don't, that. But yeah, I don't understand no. that at all. He asks if she's more afraid of the consequences than the actual act, and she says yes, but the club freaked her out because she wouldn't be in control. She wants to feel safe and worshipped and cherished. He says he understands and that she needs to tell him this stuff because he can't read her mind, and then he unzips her dress and asks her if she'd be more comfortable starting slow with someone watching them, and then if she wants more, she can initiate it. She says she likes that idea. He says good because it turns him the fuck on. Oh, 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 oh. She takes off her dress and undoes his belt to reach into his jeans and grabs his dick. 
it and notices that he is turned on. She says that he's stiff to the point of steel. He tells her to get on her knees and open up her throat. (laughs) And then they have a fade to black banging sesh. An hour later, they're in bed watching TV and he asks her if she thinks she could actually have sex while someone watches and she says, yeah. She asks how they'd sneak a random guy in without Aaron noticing. And Easton is like, um, we'll just use Aaron. He's like, I'm not letting this go. No. You will be having a fantasy with him come to life. Aaron will be here. (laughs) A traitorous bolt of arousal sang through my body, one deeper and stronger than anything I'd experienced in the last hour with Easton. Just his name, just that forbidden possibility, and my body hummed to life. I studied the couch and pictured him sitting on the edge, his body hunched forward, his gaze hungry. Energy would fly from that side of the room. My skin would heat with just the knowledge that he was there. Everything would be more intense, each thrust deeper, each orgasm more piercing. I let out a shaky breath. We can't do it with Aaron. You're gonna. She says that it would just be too awkward and he tells her that if it was awkward she could just say so and he'd leave in the middle of it if she needed him to she asks him how he'd even bring it up to Aaron and Easton tells her that he already has a game plan completely worked out <laughs> he's like little do you know Aaron and I have been chatting about this <laughs> he like wants this to happen more than she does uh-huh. I know so we're two nights later and Elle is in the bath the dog is being dog sat at Chelsea's and the boys are out there's a black silk blindfold hanging in their bathroom. This was baby steps. Aaron would watch, same as he did in Vegas, just not from outside the window, from in here, in our bedroom, close enough for me to hear him, close enough if I pulled off my blindfold to see everything. I looked through the open door, the edge of our bed visible, the corner of the dresser, the love seat which I had cleaned off in preparation for tonight. There were fresh sheets on the bed, the floors were mopped, and all of the junk on top of our dresser had been swept into the top drawers. Lit tea light candles flickered from the bedside tables and window sills so she's set in the mood yes yeah. yes get ready she sends a text to easton and says let's cancel this the house is too quiet i can't figure out the bedroom lighting and i can't tell if i'm hungry or nauseous and he replies if you want to cancel we will no pressure but both of us are horny as hell and no one will be listening or looking at anything but you okay but they're just like hanging out together the boys and they're yeah. both like oh fuck i was so horny are you horny uh, yeah. You're yeah fuck my wife you want to watch me fuck my wife yeah. So she sinks into the tub, submerging herself. We switch to Easton's POV. The guys are out on the beach drinking, and Easton tells Aaron that Elle is getting nervous. Aaron asks if she's going to back out and sounds nonchalant, but Easton can tell he wants it to happen. Easton says, no, she's just second-guessing everything, and Aaron says, yeah, he's nervous too. Easton tells him that if he's too scared, he can go back home alone and take care of Elle himself, and Aaron says, no, it's just stressful, and asks how Easton is so calm. She's my wife, dude. There's not another person on the planet I'm more comfortable with and I trust you with her. If it was a stranger, someone I was worried was going to be rough with her or an asshole, yeah, I'd be concerned, but you're cool, assuming you can keep your dick hard. Funny, Aaron winces as he carefully maneuvered back on the stool. That isn't going to be a problem. I've been a steel rod for the last two days. I'm more concerned with coming the minute she touches me. If she touches you, Easton corrected, she might just want you to watch. I could listen to the walls and it'd still be the most interaction my dick's gotten in four months. Okay, boys. 
Yeah. Aaron tells Easton he's thinking of moving in with Chelsea since she has the space and Easton is shocked. He says it might be awkward after tonight, so he might need to move out. Just then, Easton's phone beeps and he tells Aaron that it's time to go. This is like an event. Ugh, so. Yeah, they're making a whole thing out of it. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I feel like it would be less like overwhelming if they were just like nonchalant about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just like, get chill drunk. about it. Yeah. T- have a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Hang out. There you go. See what happens. Yeah. Instead, they're like, okay, this plan is to go this <laughs> Follow the way. spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elle is laying in the bed with a glass of champagne when she hears the door open. She's nervous and takes another drink, holding her blindfold. Easton walks in and shuts the door behind him. He tells her that she looks beautiful and also asks if she's sure she wants to do this, and she nods. She asks if Aaron still does, and Easton says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she puts on her blindfold. He tells her to move to her knees and spread them apart. She gets on the ground and puts her knees on a pillow, and he asks her if she's ready. She nods. She hears Aaron Aaron walk into the room. She reaches out feeling for Easton and he tells her to take it out. She obeys and feels for his jeans and pulls them down and grabs his hard dick. <laughs> Jesus, Aaron muttered from beside us. I forgot how fucking big you are. She can take it all. <laughs> that part was so weird to me. Yeah. They just compare their dicks. He's yeah. Like, hey bro, I forgot how big your dick is. I forgot we used to see each other's dicks all the time. <laughs> she can take it all. His hand closed on the back of my head and gently pulled. Show him, Elle. Show him how well you've sucked my cock. Heat bloomed in my belly and my hands tightened, my mouth opening as the stiff crown of his dick pushed inside me. I took the head, then withdrew, rolling my tongue around the tip. I went back down, further this time, my throat opening up for his wit. Easton's fingers bit into my scalp, his pelvis tilted up, and I felt his thighs flexed. Fuck, baby. I worked my mouth faster, hollowing my cheeks as I pulsed on and off his cock, growing bolder as he grew stiffer. Had he ever been so hard he'd certainly never been so bossy his hand now fisted in my hair his voice rough as he encouraged me on her dress the request came from Aaron his voice hoarse with need can she take it off <laughs> okay he's like a 16 year old boy can she take it off I want to see her body <laughs> emboldened I started to reach back to undo the closure but stopped when Easton's hand closed on mine pulling it away let us do it there was a whisper of communication then Aaron moved into the tight area between me and the bed. His pants brushing against my back as he sat, the mattress sighing from the weight. Keep sucking, Easton urged. The points of his fingers were turning to my head. I did, grateful for the distraction of the task, my skin heating in the anticipation and realization that Aaron was right behind me. His fingers brushed against the nape of my neck, smoothing my hair out of the way, and I almost groaned. He stilled. Is it okay if I undo this? I nodded, my mouth too full to speak. He undid the link and slid the fabric off my shoulders the dress slinking to my lap, leaving my breasts bare. I gripped Easton in my fists and licked up the underside of his cock, flicking my tongue against the lip of his head. Have him touch me, my tits. Aaron didn't wait for Easton's response, his hands sliding down my sides and then around the front. I felt his breath against my shoulders as he bent forward for further access, the bed squeaking as he moved off of it and onto the floor behind me. He must be kneeling behind me, the stiff fabric of his shirt brushing against my back as his big hands cupped my breasts. He was more gentle than Easton, more hesitant. His fingers ghosted over my nipples, as if he was afraid to touch them. Under the faint contact, they hardened, desperate for more. I arched into his touch. You like that, Easton? 
and asked, you like that? (laughs) You like him touching you? I nodded, and against my tongue, his dick twitched in response. I pulled off his cock and gasped in a breath. I love it. Fuck, Aaron muttered from behind me, his touch growing bolder, and I moaned as he pulled on one nipple, then the next. That's enough. Easton's voice was hard and possessive. His cock pulled away from my mouth and replaced by his kiss. I rose on my knees, gripping his hair as he claimed me with a rough and savage kiss. As he broke away, I felt Aaron move to his feet and heard his steps sound against the wood as he came to stand beside Easton. Both of them before me, I hesitated, still up on my knees, my breast goose bumping in the open air. Pull out your cock. The sound of the... (laughs) Bye, cock. (laughs) The sound of the zipper was so loud in the room. I was never so grateful for the silence, for the erotic click of the undoing, the rustle of his jeans, the jingle of his belt. Was this actually about to happen? Jack off as you watch her. I licked my lips, aware that Easton was giving me a chance to restrict Aaron to watching or to bring him deeper into the act. I hesitated, warring between what I desperately wanted and an ingrained resistance strengthened by a lifetime of society's expectations and opinions. Could I? I cleared my throat. I want to taste him. Aaron inhaled sharply and I felt Easton move closer. He leaned down and kissed my shoulder, then gently squeezed one breast. Good girl. Now open up. That perfect little mouth. I want him to feel how well you can take a cock. My need unfurled, like a flag hitting the wind. Eagerness surging through me as I reached out and found Aaron in the darkness. He stuck straight out, as stiff as Easton had been, and I explored him with my hands and then placed the tip of my tongue out on his shaft. Jesus. He moved back, then came forward. His hand touched my head, then he abruptly pulled his dick away. Should I stop? I tilted my head up as if I could see him. Fuck no. I just... He let out a breath. God, you're hot. I just... The toe of his shoe bumping against my knee. Just go slowly, please. I inched forward on my knees and took my time, letting my tongue play along his seams in girth. He was thinner than Easton, but almost as long. His dick was like his build, strong and tall. I circled the head of him with my tongue and then worked him into my mouth, slowing the process down further as he sharply inhaled. I don't know how you do it, E. I'm about to fucking come just from watching her take my cock. I know. Her mouth is insane. I heard the pride in my husband's voice as he pulled my left hand off Easton's thigh and put it on his own dick. I curled my fingers around his stiff shaft, swelling underneath their praise. That was it. My fantasy come to fruition. I was between the two of them. Aaron's cock was in my mouth. My husband was harder than steel and I had never been so wet or aroused in my life. My turn. Easton's hand closed on the back of my head and I turned to him, taking him as deeply as I could and then pulled off. Returned to Aaron, took him to his base and incited a string of curses from his mouth. Went back to Easton, my hand working over Aaron. My weight shifting from knee to knee as I repeated the process back and forth. She's just like (laughs) (laughs) I repeated the process back and forth between the two men. My pussy grew heavy with need and I shifted, bringing my heels underneath me. The strap of one stiletto abused as I groaned against the glass, dragging myself across the metal bit and still frustratingly unable to make contact with my clit. My husband noticed my need and his hand tightened on my shoulder, stopping my movement. Now it's our turn. So obviously she's hella soaked. Hella Hella soaked. soaked. Her blindfold is still on and she feels a hand brush down her neck and a finger start to play with her nipples. Two hands cup her ass. She has no idea who is who and she wants more. She feels a tongue on her nipple and reaches out and the hair she feels isn't Easton's. (laughs) 
Oh my god. He's cupping her breasts and he groans into her skin. She pulls his hair and says, Easton, I need more. He tells her to get in the bed and they guide her to lie down and she feels Easton's mouth brush against hers. He tastes like champagne. He starts kissing her ear and asks if she's ready and she says, wait, and she pulls off the blindfold. Easton is standing in front of her and she takes his champagne flute and takes a big drink. She sees him with his dick out and stares at him and she can feel Aaron looking at her, watching them. Easton lifts her chin to look in his eyes and asks if she's sure about this and she nods and he tells her to open her knees. He sinks to his knees in front of her and then does the strap of her stilettos. She puts her feet on the floor and he tells her to open her legs wider and she does and she pulls her dress up to expose herself. She's not wearing panties. Oh, dirty girl. He smiled when he saw my lack of panties and ran a tender hand across my damp bulbs. His fingers spread me, then pushed so deeply inside that the platinum glint of his wedding ring disappeared. I gasped at the intrusion, finally, and his eyes darkened at how wet and needy I was. Tell me what you want. I met his eyes. Him. He swore, and his fingers withdrew, then pushed back in, pumping across my neediest point. Where? Right here. On our bed. My eyes dropped, and I could see the instant and stiffening response of his cock. (laughs) Easton asks when, and she looks over at Aaron. He's hunched over the dresser with his eyes on her. He pulls his shirt off and she sees hunger in his expression. He's completely naked and walks up to her. Her knees fall even further open and she says, now. Oh my god. They each take a leg and push them up as far as they'll go, bearing her. Easton is fingering her and she's about to orgasm and Aaron reaches out to touch her breast and she puts her hand over his and tells him, harder. Easton tells Aaron that she likes it rough and tells Aaron to pinch them. He does and orgasm crashes through her. When she opens her eyes, she sees Aaron opening a condom and putting it on. His hands are trembling and she touches his arm and says, hey, no rush. (laughs) Take your time. Take your time, bud. Take your time. (laughs) He tells her that it's the first time he's put a condom on in four years he's rusty and nervous his nervousness gives her confidence and she lays back and starts to play with her boobs she looks over at easton and sees him staring at her he commands her to finger herself to show aaron how wet she is she does and aaron stares at her hands moving in and out of herself she says fuck me please please Easton hisses and moves to the side of the bed, his hands flexing at his sides. Aaron has the tip of his dick right at her entrance and says, E. Ellen Easton are maintaining eye contact as she opens her legs wider. She grabs Easton's hard dick and Easton says, Do it. Put it in her. I want to see her face when you do. As Aaron pushes into her, she begins to give Easton a hand job. Oh my god. Aaron thrusts inside of me. I gasped. Easton swore and everything spun into one delicious and erotic blend. With one simple thrust, there was a break. A moment where Easton's fury faded, where my confidence soared, where every awkward nerve fled in the presence of mutual pleasure. My hand tightened on Easton's cock, his mouth closed on mine, and Aaron grabbed my legs. It was the same yet different. He wasn't as smooth as Easton, not as competent, jerky at times, pausing at others. He was greedy with his eye contact, staring at my body as if he had never seen a woman naked before. I loved it and I devoured it. I performed for Easton and was instantly addicted to the possessive, on his face. The pace of his motion, he furiously fisted his cock, jerking his hand (laughs) over the erection as he stood beside us. His gaze stuck to our movements, his eyes dark with need. When I came, Easton almost came off the floor. He dropped his cock and hissed through his teeth, 
crossing his arms over his chest as he urged Aaron on. I thrashed. I clawed at Aaron's arms, and when I saw the precum drip from Easton's cock, my pleasure hit a new peak of ecstasy. I was coming down, the room spinning when Aaron stiffened. Shit, I'm going to come. Aaron bit out the words and yanked his dick out of me, stripping off the condom. Easton didn't hesitate, taking his place in between my legs. Where should I? On my face. I reached, <laughs> I reached toward him from my place on my back. Here, please. Are you sure? He moved forward as he spoke, his handsome face pinched in concentration, his hand gripping his cock. Yes, please. My head dropped back as Easton pushed inside of me, bigger, bearer. The difference between the two was noticeable, and I met his eyes and bit back a smile at the cocky look on his face. He knew. My husband always knew. It'd be annoying if that beautiful cock wasn't fully mine. Did you like when he fucked you? Easton asked, his dick dragging in and out of me, slower than I liked it. I pumped my hips trying to fuck him back and he shook his head at me i scowled at him and he grinned did you like when he fucked you he repeated slowly yes i gasped i loved it tell him he nodded to aaron who stood by my head his hand jerking over his cock i lifted my gaze to aaron i loved it when he fucked me between my legs easton increased his speed rewarding me your cock felt so good inside of me jesus aaron swore his eyes pinned to my face his strokes growing shorter and faster working over his glistening head i loved having your cock in my mouth I grabbed my breasts, pushing them together, my skin warming at the searing force of his stare, his full attention on every move, every word. I loved having your mouth on my tits. I loved, fuck, I'm going to come. Aaron panted out the words, moving closer. His dick pointed at me as if it was a word. <laughs> a sword. Hey, a sword. I'm, I'm looking at you. As a sword. Oh, as if it was a sword. A sword? A sword. Is it a sword? It's nice. a sword. Like, ding, 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 ding. Is it a sword or a sword? Yeah, a sword. sword. I opened my mouth, sticking out my tongue, my body and breast bouncing from Easton's thrust. Please, I begged. I want it so badly. He groaned, his face pinching, and I jumped when the first shot landed on my cheek. <laughs> the second my mouth, the third hit somewhere over my head. I grabbed him and sat up, bearing him down my throat, my eyes tearing at the depth. His hand palmed my head, a guttural sound ripping from him as he thrust into my mouth. I gagged and Easton gripped my hips tightly. Fuck, Al, do that again. I came off his cock and took a deep breath and then went down again, the taste of his cum slightly bitter. My throat slick with spit and juice. Ew. <laughs> I'm coming. Easton ramped into me with short, rapid strokes. Jackhammer fast. <laughs> Aaron's hands closing on my breasts squeezing them and my own orgasm chased Easton's down. Don't stop, I cried wildly, feeling his release and desperate for my own. Don't stop, he didn't, and my hand and mouth fell away from his shaft as I flopped back against the bed, my body binding and tightening into one exquisite ball of pleasure. L, Easton warned, but it doesn't matter. It didn't matter because I was rolling, my body flexing underneath his cock, the spasms of pleasure so pure, so intense that it felt like a drug, a painful, beautiful, piercingly exquisite drug. Oh my my god they did the damn thing they did, they did it. it when they're all done easton pulls l onto his chest and lays with her aaron quietly leaves the room easton says wow and l says yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
30 minutes later, Elle is nervous about any potential awkwardness. Easton and Elle have showered together, and after, he washed her and kissed her and then dried her off. I scooted over to make room for him on the bed and reached for the glass of forgotten champagne. The next time we have a threesome, I swallowed the last swig, then put the empty glass on the bedside table. Let's make sure the guy doesn't live with us, because I really want to stretch out on the couch with you right now, but I feel like that might be a little awkward. Well, there are more awkward things. Yeah, yes, definitely. She challenges Easton to make her a fort in five minutes for some reason. He does, and then they lay in it together. He asks her what now, and she says she doesn't know. She asks if he liked it, and he says yes, and asks what it means for them, and she says they'll figure it out as they go. Easton says it was so odd watching Aaron fuck her. It was hot, but also he wanted to shove him away, but also hold her down while Aaron fucked her. He says he almost came the second she put her mouth on Aaron's dick. They settle into the fort, and Easton falls asleep as she thinks about how she wants more. She finally falls asleep and dreams of Easton's possessive stare. The end. What the fuck? <laughs> That's where we end, yeah. That's the end of the book? Yeah. Is yep. this like a fucking series? Yes, it is, yeah. Okay, I was like, um, what kind of fucking ending is that? I think the next book, they add a fourth person. I'm hoping it's not Chelsea. Like a fourth person? kill yeah. someone. Yeah, ew. I hope it's not Chelsea. I don't know. Oh my god. How many red pepper emojis do you get? give it it wasn't like super spicy i mean it was spicy but like mm-hmm. you know you know i feel like i'd give this one like three and a half again okay yeah three and a between half. me and shelby again okay. yep mm-hmm. perfect um would you trade places with l the hesitation speaks volumes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know probably not i don't know probably not probably not probably not would no. you then no i don't think so yeah i don't know probably not that's my answer <laughs> But did you think Easton was hot? He sounds hot. Yeah. Him and his beautiful penis. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful penis and his cracked skull. Okay, so next week we're going to be telling Riley all about Minx by Sophie Lark. And we're going to have you look at the cover and guess what it's about. And good luck, because even I don't know what it's about. Yeah. You haven't read this one before? No. Uh Uh-uh. It's new. Who's it by? Sophie Lark. It came out last month. But I do love Sophie Lark. I think she's a good author. What else has she written? Um, She read like this um, serial killer like duet, like romance thing that was pretty good. And then I know she has a couple other good like uh, series. My friend Chloe has read her Brutal Prince series. Like I think just the first book. Yeah. So I'm looking at the cover. It's literally like a, it's all white, like with like fur. (laughs) And the word minx is like in diamonds, rhinestones or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe like a, a stripper romance. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I have no fucking clue. Have no clue. None at all. Well, we'll find out next week. We will. <sighs> I can't wait. If you like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friend, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs>